welcome back. To, and if you're new to my podcast, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. You know, with there being so much talk about mental health and stress and anxiety and all of that blasted everywhere, whether it's quick bait ads, whether it's stuff on social media, whether it's the news, radio, whatever, we're hearing about it, right? And that in itself can be stressful. And I thought it would be a really good time for us to talk about stress and specifically how it's not all bad. And I know that sounds crazy, but let me introduce myself and we'll get into this a little further. Hi there, my name is Dr. Kelly Ray and I'm a mindset coach, counselor, notably known as the inner critic tamer. And I am passionate about helping others just like you and me who have gone through some things that perhaps we don't necessarily like to talk about. We're not blasting it on social, but we know we want to do better. We want to feel better because it's not only good for us and the world we live in, but it's also good for our kids and their kids to come. I'm obsessed with teaching others how to tame their inner critic or that inner childhood conditioning or, as I like to say, undo some of that crap that may have happened to you along the way that has you somewhat stuck or repeating things that you don't really need to be repeating, you know, but, you know, we, we do things, we perfect them in the unconscious mind and so we keep doing the habit that we don't really want to do but we keep doing it because it's easy and we're not even thinking about it. Yeah, those things. I want to teach you how to be able to to change that, shift that, so you can live the vibrant life that you are designed to live. And during this episode, we're going to be talking about stress, and more importantly, the difference between good stress and bad stress. Yep, there you go. You heard it. You heard it here. Good stress and bad stress. I know that sounds crazy. So I want you to think about this for a minute. Seemingly out of nowhere one day, your boss asks you to take on a project with a short deadline. It's a stressful scenario. You've got other important responsibilities at work and you have obligations outside of work as well. How will you juggle it all and still maintain your sanity? This kind of situation and some of the individual factors surrounding it can teach us a lot about anxiety and stress. Believe it or not, that last minute work assignment can actually be healthy. And yes, it can also be quite unhealthy depending on some key factors. This is a great segue for us to talk about the differences between good stress and bad stress and how to respond to those stresses when they inevitably come up in your life, right? It does not matter how much personal growth and development you've done in your life, there's going to be stress in the future. I mean, just even saying that can be like damning to some people, right? Like, are you kidding me? I'm never going to stop being stressed. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you can do all the work in the world, but unless you're consciously attuned to when stress comes and being able to identify it as either good or bad or healthy or unhealthy or working for you or working against you, those are the things that keep us stuck or progressing forward. Let's talk about the good stress, right? Stress is a natural adaptive built-in response that prepares us for action, both physically and mentally. We truly are remarkable human beings with some incredible already built-in systems to help us and stress is one of them. Our stress response is there to temporarily 
increase our energy and focus so that we can tackle whatever challenge is there in front of us. Positive, healthy stress should feel like, okay, this is, this is going to be hard or challenging, but, but I can do this, and here I go. You may have felt this when you got accepted into college, let's say, or when your kid pulled themselves up and took their first step. Okay, maybe you weren't all of that excitably stressed of that when they took their second and third and started running and grabbing everything. But, you know, that's, that could be another episode. <laughs> Generally, though, stress is good when it meets two basic criteria. One, what's being asked of us feels doable. Number two, we know the stress is temporary. Imagine that workplace scenario with your boss again. Do you have the time, energy, and resources to complete the new project? And does the project have a reasonable set end date? If all of it takes is a little extra work for a few days and you've got some support at home to work those extra hours and you can be done by next week, then chances are the stress could be the good kind. Think of it this way. When stress leads to action and you know that action leads to eventual satisfaction, you're probably in good shape. Remember, positive stress may make you feel nervous or tense, but it should also make you feel focused, energized, and invested. Other examples of good stress might be studying for an exam or going for an interview or starting a new eating routine or trying some new physical exercise, something outside your comfort zone. Stress and excitement can feel the same, so be sure you're checking in with yourself to assess it. Both feelings produce an elevated heart rate and a feeling of butterflies in your stomach. Both might make you sweat. Your body is reading itself for action. It's readying itself for action. So let's talk about bad stress for a minute. Now, let's imagine that work scenario, same one I mentioned earlier, with a few changes. This time your boss asks you to do something that'll take multiple all-nighters in the same week, and you still need to drive your kids to school every morning and cook them dinner when they get home, and none of your other work assignments can go on the back burner while you're finishing this new one. Oh, and this new assignment is going to be reoccurring every month from now on. The situation no longer feels doable, right? And it's also not temporary. That would be an example of bad stress. So let's look at the following ways to tell if your stress is harmful. One, it interferes with your functioning. You start making mistakes on things that are routine, like accidentally putting your keys in the fridge or forgetting to feed your dog. If you're up at 2 a.m. tossing, turning, and worrying, your stress is undermining your ability to function. Number two, it affects your health. You stop taking care of yourself. Maybe you start relying on drugs or alcohol every night to take off the edge. Or you're picking up fast food every night because you're too overwhelmed to get groceries and cook. Or you're skipping your workouts or your morning walks and you're completely blowing off your gratitude journaling in the morning or the evenings. Number three, 
you're spending tons of time and energy on small things. We often do this when we're trying to regain a sense of control because we're stressed over things we can't control. I knew there was a point in my life where I was under a great amount of stress when I nearly lost my mind when somebody accidentally spilled some iced tea on my carpet. I felt like I wanted to cry. I felt compelled to stop everything and only focus on cleaning the spot. And I was over the top upset about it. If it were to happen in my life today, it would be more like, oh, hmm, dang, that's, that's too bad. No biggie, we'll clean it up. Although, a little disclaimer, if your kids are doing this and they've been doing it a million times, it may still be a big deal even when the rest of your life is going well. Just saying. Number four, you feel paralyzed. This is when things seem impossible. For example, at a restaurant, maybe you generally agonize over which meal to order or you procrastinate on small household chores that pile up. Number five, you isolate. You're so stressed out that you don't want to see or talk to anyone. You don't ask for help or you answer, I'm fine, and change the subject when a friend asks how you're doing. Now, let's talk about chronic stress for a second. People who often believe chronic stress, also known as long-lasting stress, is normal that going through life sleep deprived, skipping meals, tossing and turning in the middle of the night and having stress induced headaches for years is just the way things are. Just what it's like to be an adult, a parent or a coworker or a caregiver. And I'm gonna, I'm not the first one to tell you, let me be the first one to tell you. It's not, okay, this is not common. And more importantly, you can take necessary steps to reverse those symptoms. I'm going to share some ways to do that. And you certainly have the ability. I'll share later how you can get in contact with me and we could schedule some time to work through that. Nobody has to live that way. When our stress is chronic, that's a signal that we're in an unsustainable situation. Think of someone in an unhealthy relationship or having insomnia for a long period of time, for examples. Sometimes it can also signal a generalized anxiety disorder or depression. However, our chronic stress is not a signal to keep pushing through at all cost, since the cost is usually our health, maybe even our life. Chronic stress impacts almost every system in our bodies. Gastrointestinal pain like indigestion and heartburn can increase, as can the risk of cardiovascular disease like hypertension, heart disease, and in serious cases even cause heart attack or stroke. It affects the immune system ability to fight infections. And if you're have existing chronic conditions like irritable bowel syndrome, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease or COPD or asthma, chronic stress can make them even worse. So what are some other common chronic stressors include relationships, money, work, 
unmanaged health or mental health problems, perceived loss. Our minds live in our bodies and our thoughts, feelings, behaviors, and physical functioning are intertwined. We cannot impact one without impacting the other. Yes, it's true. The mind and body are definitely connected and responding and reacting to one another simultaneously. It's not even something that you have to consciously think about. It just goes into autopilot. Didn't I mention how incredibly amazing we are as humans? Unbelievable. So let's talk about improving our stress response. Because our minds and bodies are so connected, there are many things we can do to manage our stress response. The body sends signal to the brain and vice versa, and we do have some choices in the signals that we send. Starting with the body, we can do things like set a timer for the middle of each day to get up out of your chair, stretch, and get your body moving. Your body needs to move. It requires that for sustainability. If you're not already doing so, start a gratitude journal. Writing down everything you're grateful for, the big and the seemingly small. Do this first thing in the morning or just before you go to bed at night. You can do it both. It doesn't take but a couple of minutes. It would certainly be in your best interest to do it in lieu of checking your phone, being on social media, any of those things. That those are not serving your wellness or lowering your stress by any means. Take 10 minutes out and write out everything that you're grateful for. You might be surprised what you're grateful for. Avoid using your phone at night. Our phones put off a blue light ray, which send a signal to our brains to stay awake and to be functional that way. And with 69% of the world being sleep deprived, I can only imagine that number's gone up with now cell phones accessible to nearly everyone. And thus another thing would be learn to breathe deep and steadily, to slow your heart rate and to relax your muscles when a stressful situation comes your way. We have the power to control how our body and mind responds. A lot of times it's just reacting because it's been something that's been repeated for a long period of time that we're not even consciously aware of it. But by you taking the opportunity to take long, slow, deep breaths and controlling your breath in and controlling your breath out, just like a reset on your body and your mind gives you that ability to kind of relax for a second and be consciously aware of your automatic reactions to stress. Because our unconscious brain and physical body begin to react long before we consciously are aware that there isn't really anything to worry or stress about. We just automatically go into that spot. It's also important to work on what we think during stressful moments. When we're stressed, we're more likely to think harsh things about ourselves like, there's something wrong with me, or oh, I'm so lazy, or nothing ever goes my way or why do these things keep happening to me very very disempowering thoughts but we do it again from a habitual unconscious state especially if we've been doing it for a while instead 
We have the ability to develop a gentler inner monologue by actively countering these absolutes with more balanced thoughts like, whew, this might be hard or challenging and I'm doing my best. Then I want you to consciously remember a time when things felt hard or challenging and you worked your way through it. This tells your mind and body that there's no threat. There's no need for fight, flight, or freeze, but rather something that you're working on and will get through. Give your mind that memory because your mind's going to be playing all the garbage. You get to change the channel. Play something where you made it through. I often remind people, don't believe everything you think. And this is particularly true when stress because our inner voice can derail us faster than anything. That's what I call that inner critic. And you want to cut that rascal off quick as possible. A great way to do this is reframing stressful situations. Again, it helps to prevent not just stress itself, but the negative effects stress has on your health when stress is inevitable. Yes, I'm stressed, but I'm going to get through this. Yes, this feels hard, but you know what? I've done hard things and I've done great things. This too, I'll get through. As we begin to wrap up this week's episode, remember there's good stress and bad stress and both result in your body releasing hormones such as adrenaline and cortisol that trigger common signs of stress. Butterflies in your stomach, racing heart and sweaty palms. Ultimately, what distinguishes good stress from bad is how you react and feel about the experience. The key is identifying good stress from bad stress. As long as it's not chronic, stress can be a positive addition to your life. Make an effort to reduce your chronic stress as much as possible and add positive activities to promote good stress. It creates a healthy balance and a better quality of life. And if you found this helpful or know someone who could use a little extra support along the way, I encourage you to not only share and follow this podcast, but to share it as well. Because again, we never know who might be going through something that just needs to hear something to help them get through their day and possibly have somebody that they can help get them through that. I encourage you to also, if this is you, to schedule some time with me. And I'm going to share you some ways that you can get in touch with me. Here we go. <laughs> Sorry, my brain just went bleh. <laughs> Here's some ways that you can connect with me or schedule some time with me. I'm on Instagram at Ask Dr. Kelly Ray. Kelly Ray is spelled K-E-L-L-Y-R-A-E. -L -L -E. I'm on Facebook at Dr. Kelly Ray B. B is in brown. I'm on TikTok at Dr. Kelly Ray. My website is drkellyray.com. And my email is drkellyray at gmail.com. Until next week, please know I send you so much